Hallelujah. We thank God for a second day of ministration and the man whom God has prepared for this ministration. He is an archdeacon in the Anglican Communion. He is the vicar of the Church of Divine Love in MCC uh, Onicha and is also the Chancellor of the Diocese of Iko. He's a learned gentleman and he was one time the legal advisor to Scripture Union Nigeria. On a personal note, we served together in the Christian Union Executive in 1988-89, the SAP Wars period. It's my pleasure to call on my brother, our Father in the Lord, Venerable Barrister Dr. Ima Ezugo. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in your name we have come because unto the Lord shall that gathering of his people be and unto the Lord who answers prayer of flesh shall gather. And you know, Lord, that a man can receive nothing except that which is given to him from heaven. For what has a man got that he has not received? Give us word from heaven that we may live and never die. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, God's own people. I thank God for yet the privilege of being here to fellowship with the people of God. Today is a seminar, or this morning it's for seminar on leadership. That leadership seminar will be that commitment in leadership, commitment in leadership. Commitment in leadership. As you know, ordinarily, commitment has to do with devotion. When a person is devoted to a duty, to a task, and uh, he gives all to perform a task committed to his charge. That is so. And then we ask ourselves, what is leadership? Leadership. You know, leadership is different from rulership. Leadership is guiding, guiding or showing the way by going first. Guiding or showing the way by going first. For example now, for example, I think I can see that these brethren, people in Enugu, 
you I see every everybody writing. People are better than the people in Onisha. Nonisha Nonisha people listen more, they don't write that. But here you write down and you listen. I think it's good or it's better. Alright. Um if you you know remember that this is a seminar. This is not a sermon. I hope you understand. So there's a modicum of liberty which I have more than in preaching. Now when it says that leadership is guiding or showing the way, somebody tells you, Hey, I don't know how to get to I want to see um, Reverend Professor uh, Reverend Canon Professor Honor, do you know where he is? He said, I know where he is. Let me show you. Then you take the person. You are showing him. You go. You lead and they follow you. You continue. And then when you go, come, come. Uh, he's following you. And then when you get to the place, you see, you tell him, this is he. Leadership. Guiding. Showing the way by going first. But if in rulership, as you may say, where is Reverend Canon Professor Anna? Look for him, that side. Go there and look for him. Actually, you have given him, partly directed him, but you have not led him to the place. Led him, you have not led him. From that word, you know, led is past tense of lead. You have tried a little, you have not led him. Maybe you have given him, given him a, cue, a clue on how to get to the place. But a leader leads people. He guides. And then he shows the way by leading the people to willingly perform a task. Willingly perform a task for the purpose of achieving an organizational goal, the goal of an organization. That is what a leader does. So he shows you the way, he leads you, he goes with you, he does the thing with you. And then when he does that, you will get to the destination. That is the difference between a leader and a ruler. A, every leader has to his disposal at least three things that resemble one another, but they don't actually resemble. They are not the same. Every leader is or should be clothed with power, authority, and influence. These three things are available to a leader. And um, there's a difference between power, authority, and influence. Actually, Power is the ability 
I hope you people are hearing me. Uh-huh. Power is the ability to make people do what you want them to do. Power is the ability to cause people to do what you want them to do. Whether they like it or good. Whether they don't like it or good. But it is the ability to make people to do what you want them to do. So every leader in an established organization has power. But power, let me give you, I have told you that power means ability to make people do what you want, to do, you want them to do. If a policeman comes here, or a soldier, and he sees somebody, maybe a person who has committed an offense, a crime, he tells the person, tells the person, come on, lie down. Especially if you see it with a soldier. Soldier tells the person, come on, lie down. You see the person lies down, trembling. I hope you, you, you understand. He's up. He lies down. Now, he has lied down, but look at it. That, that soldier is using power. But an armed robber may also come. An armed robber tells a person, come on, lie down. That person lies down even faster than when a soldier or a policeman tells him to lie down. I hope you understand. Uh, police uses power. Armed robber uses power. You can now see. Police, tell, I told you that power is the ability to make people do what you want them to do. Police tells you to lie down. You lie down. An armed robber tells you to lie down. You lie down. Two of them are exercising power, using power. But the difference, and I have not told you what power means. Now, the difference between power and authority, this is authority. Authority is the right to do what one is doing. Authority is the right to do what one is doing. For example now, that policeman who tells a criminal to lie down or arrest the criminal, that policeman has the power and he has commanded the man to lie down. But that policeman also has the authority because he is clothed with authority. The duties of the policeman under the police act uh, to prevent commission of crime, to detect offenders, and then cause arrest, arrest them, and then bring them to book. So the, that police has authority to tell a criminal, to arrest a criminal, to tell a criminal, come on, lie down, and that person lies. He has authority, he has power. He has exercised two of them. You know, so police, they use gun also. But an armed robber who tells a person, lie down, that armed robber has power. He has gun, he has everything to lie. So he has used power, but he doesn't have authority. An armed robber does not have authority to come and tell you to lie down. Why will he tell you to lie down? He hasn't got authority. You only obeyed him because of power, not because of authority. Even when people are not, when people have authority, they don't even need gun, and you obey them. After all, by the way, why do you obey traffic wardens? Traffic wardens, do they carry gun? 
They don't carry gun, but when they do like this for you, you start. Even without traffic warning, traffic light. Why do you obey even traffic light that are not human beings? And when, when light uh, shines, you, you stop. Authority is the thing that is walking there. Every lead, every good, good leaders don't use power. Good leaders don't use power. They are clothed with power, but they don't use power. Good leaders sparingly, sparingly use authority. Sparingly use authority. Hardly use authority. Even though they are clothed with authority, clothed with power. Then influence. So every leader has power, authority, and influence. Then influence. Influence is this. For example, if the members of you are, if you are a civil servant and you are head of department, and the members of your department they come late every day and you want to stop this lateness if you are a bad leader you can tell them any person that comes late again from february 1 we will deduct 2000 naira from his salary every day you come late 2000 every day you come late 2000 and once he says every day you come late 2000 if you calculate 2000 naira times maybe 20, because 20 days, about 20 days, 2 times 20 should be about 40,000. If you calculate that 40,000 will be deducted from your salary at the end of the month, you will stop coming late. You see, the man has used power and authority over you, and you won't come late again. That's what you're saying, that good leaders sparingly use power. If you remember the definition I gave to you, I told you that leadership is guiding, showing the way by the person leading first in order to achieve, to, to willingly, willingly is there, in order to willingly achieve an organizational goal, willingly, so that the, the people that are led will willingly achieve an organizational goal. So that when that man tells you, if you come late, we take away 2,000 2, naira from your salary. You won't come late again. But it's not just willing. You are not willing. You are, you are coming late because you are compelled. Necessity has laid it upon you to come early. That is power and influence and authority. But let's, let's see how influence works. Your HOD knows you come late every day. And then... He goes, they remove him, another HOD comes, or he wants to change you by influence. So what he will do is, every working day, if the work starts 7 o'clock, even 10 minutes to 7, you have, he's in the office working. Uh, I did it in my church this year. I was in the cathedral, I, I had been in the, I was in the cathedral Ossens Cathedral for 10 years. And this year, I was located, I was transferred to another church. 
And when I got to that church, they begin service, early morning service, by 5 o'clock in the morning. And then end at 7 o'clock. And they begin 7 o'clock service, and it is ad infinitum. Unto infinity. Sometimes they, they end 11, 12, uh, any time they, want, they wanted, they would end. So, when I was posted there, in the first morning, the first service, we were, it was only three persons that were in the congregation that attended the service. That is, that came early. That's what I mean, that came early. It was up to 5.30, 6 o'clock before a lot of people came. And then you see, 5 o'clock, you know that by 5.30, some public yards have not even opened the gate for their people to, you know, if you come to Anita, you see for four decades. There are more, more, four, more for four decades in Anita than in Enugu. So people who live in four decades, they gate opens by 5.30. So, and when gate opens at 5.30, you will now go from your house to the church. It takes you some minutes or some time. So every day, every person must come late. Many people must come late. Now, when I got to that place, I did the first service. And on that first service, I told them, from to, for the next service, next Sunday, there won't be 5 o'clock service again. It will be 6 a.m. service. And that 6 a.m. service, by the grace of God, will terminate at 8 dot. And another one begins at 8, it terminates at 10.30. That is 6 o'clock service, 2 hours. 8 o'clock service, 2 and a half hours. When I was in the cathedral, I was in charge of chapel of divine renewal. You see, chapel like this, almost as big as this, or maybe bigger than this, because it has big gallery. It's not cathedral. I hope you understand. You know, cathedral is a big church. It has a lot of chapels. Under it, you have chapel of divine renewal, you have the lady chapel, it has the oratory chapel, chapel everywhere. Then you have the cathedral. So, when I began to worship in that chapel, it was established, they began it in 2017. We were about 60. I started it. As time went on, because I was keeping to time, the service was 5.30 in the morning to 7 o'clock, one and a half hours. But within that one and a half hour, you will have done everything, Holy Communion. Because in the cathedral, every day is Holy Communion. Monday to Sunday, Holy Communion. Every service in the cathedral is Holy Communion. But in that 5.30, we will do everything, still hear the word, still do the communion. And everything was working. If you plan well, the work, one of the duties of a leader is planning. You know, post-call planning. Abi. Organizing, staffing, coordinating, budgeting, 
those people who studied administration will tell you more, those who studied public administration. So if you plan well and organize well, you'll be a good leader. Now, remember I'm talking to you on influence, so now, as I began, 5.30 a.m. service church will begin, 7, it will never exceed 7. And it wouldn't be, we wouldn't rush. Just plan things, they will work out. No, no rushing. No undue pressure. And by the time you know it, within six months, one year, it has drawn all the people in many other churches. They were coming to that chapel, and a lot of people in the main cathedral, they flocked the entire place. The chapel was overfilled with people. And I was very careful, because, you know, you will be very careful. So when I, when I got to the main cathedral, after that 7 o'clock it will end, then I would go to the main cathedral for service. When I got to the main cathedral, I wouldn't even say anything about 5.30, so that they would say that I'm saying to, I'm, uh, that I was drawing, trying to lure people to 5.30. No, not 7. But the church, the church the chapel was overfilled. Even the bishop on the Niger, anytime he didn't have any, any engagement in any other church, he would simply come to 5.30 service, he and his wife. They would worship 5.30 and they would go. Now, when I got to this new church, I told them 5.30, 5 a.m. service ended. And then we began. They were very happy. Now, by the mercies of God, actually everything is dependent on God's mercies. And then that service, you see, people filled everywhere. If you come late, if you don't come late, people won't come late. So, I'm talking to you about influence. And you come to a place where people come late. And then the leader notices that people come late. And then the leader comes early. Before seven, he's in the office, working. And then the first person comes and he sees him. Maybe the first person comes 7.15. But he sees the leader is there already. Others come and see the leader is there. The leader has not. Tomorrow they come and see the leader again. Another day they come and see the leader again. Eh? In their hearts they will pray. They won't come later again. So that they see the man come early on every day. In Onitsha High Court, there are some judges that are called nine o'clock judges. One of them lives in Enugu here, Honorable Justice Mweze, from Umwoj. The man lives in Enugu here, but he comes to court before 9 o'clock. Every day, every day, every day. Justice Mweze comes early. If you want, if to cancel one, with their consent, if you want to fix your, your case before 9, he can fix for you. There's another judge that comes very early. Honorable Justice Okonkwo. Early, nine o'clock, that the court begins. He's there. So, we now know, if you want to do your case on time, in Justice Mweze's court, or in Okonkwo's, go on time. Because how these people do, whenever lawyers come to court, you will say, ordinarily, ordinarily in law court, cases are mentioned in order of seniority. That is, you will be doing your case. The senior will mention. By the time he finishes, another senior will mention. So you now find that if before he finishes the case of uh, one senior, Obogodu senior will be late. 
Obia late. Manamboye di messing kege. Obisi ni obia maybe 9.30 to or to 10. Obine finishing ke obidon ke that senior. You understand what I mean? We justice is Okunkwanweze will say, better a court. Or better once he comes into the court. You tell lawyers mention your cases. Interesting we mention. My Lord, I'm interested in number one. My Lord, I'm interested in number twenty-one. My Lord, I'm interested in number five. He will mark them, tick them, And once he does that, he will begin to mention do them in order. So that even if you come again, you're a big lawyer, but you'll come late. You will wait until he finishes those cases that we are mentioned. So if you want to do your case on time, you go early because where is there doesn't joke or where is that chikwa? Influence. You now see the way this thing takes place by influence. Now, because your staff come and then they see the leader, he's there working already. They won't you have not told them you will penalize them, unlike the person who is his power and authority. But because they have seen you, they won't come late again. They won't come late again. They will strive to come early. Look at my leader, come early, and I come late. That is influence. And a good leader uses influence always. And hardly or sparingly uses authority and does not use power. I hope you understand, you've understood what I said. Okay? Then, when we talk about leadership, of course, you know we are talking about good leadership, good leaders. Good leaders use influence that is 360 degree transformational leadership. That is, transformational leadership involves the use of influence so that people walk willingly. And then, when you see good leaders, good leaders are, commitment, are committed. Later, you go and look for commitment in a dictionary. You will see what it tells you. Commitment has to do with uh, some of the things. Among them are, number one, self. Number two, time. Number three, finance. That's all. Commitment has to do with self. Finance and the time. Self. A good leader, of course, I mean Christian leaders now. Good Christian leaders are committed to the work, committed to their charge. And they work willingly to see that that work is done. Good leaders work wholeheartedly. Good leaders do not give useless and flimsy excuses. You can see a lot of leaders give useless excuses. You know, by God's grace, I, maybe I have been a leader for some years, and many of you here have been leaders for some years, 
Please, I knew Namuku Godiazale. Uh, has been a leader for many years in the scripture union and uh, many other places. Now, if as a leader you are not committed, it will be known and it will be seen the way you walk. Sometimes you call them for a meeting. They know that you won't call police for them if they come late. You won't call army for them if they don't come. They give you fake excuses. Just give you one useless excuse. They won't come. There's nothing you can do to them. In quote. But leaders who are committed, they don't, they don't give useless reasons. They don't do like that. Leaders who are committed, they surrender their lives. You know the meaning of surrender. When, a, when an armed robber or police catches you and he tells you, surrender, 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 he's forcing you. He, I hope you understand. Come on. He, no, the man is, is coercing you, cowering you down. Surrender means surrender. Self, by myself, I surrender. Like I say, I surrender, I surrender. I surrender means you are not forcing me, you are not a policeman telling me to. I hope you understand. Surrender means myself. I, I surrender. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I, I surrender. Not you surrendering me. I surrender. I give up everything. Good leaders surrender themselves to the service to which God called them. That's why you can, of course, you see. Now we say, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moment and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. That's how good leaders do who are committed. We are talking about commitment in leadership. Good leaders surrender themselves to the service, to the task. No disobedience to authority. No disobedience to authority. Maybe we are in a generation where people disobey. You can see a junior worker in the church. He can disobey the senior worker. After all, as far as you cannot sack him. It is the Ogabatabata that can sack him. So you can't do him anything. That is not leadership. You know, there are levels of leadership. Some junior leaders may disobey the senior leaders. Feeling that nothing will happen. Nothing can happen. And that is not leadership. That, is, you have, that person has not surrendered his life. He has not surrendered uh, uh, the, everything about him. Good leaders... Do everything to please those who are above them. You can remember that the Bible says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please he who has called him to be a soldier. And another version will say, for no man that wars, fights, entangles himself with civilian affairs. Civilian affairs. That he may please he who has enlisted him into the army. 
So good leaders do their best to please those who have called them and those who are above them. Good leaders are not lazy leaders. Good leaders give their life wholly for the service of God. Some of us, we don't give our life for God's service. We give the expired part of our lives. And let me give you, when I was, I was in the scripture, I am in the scripture, I was in the scripture union leadership called area committee. I was area secretary for some years, six years. That time we would have what is called night area committee meeting. Their committee meetings would always be, was always in the night. When we had gone for businesses and then come back, and we would go for meeting. And I noticed during the meeting, everybody would be sleeping. Everybody, they would sleep all through. Me, that was secretary writing. You would be struggling to keep away. Sometimes you would write, you would, we want to write. Obi is a boy, mistake, or you write Ada is a boy. Yeah, I hope you understood what I you write the, the wrong thing and they continue like that. And I know this is not my whole body giving to the service. Then that year when I was elected the area chairman, the first meeting I had, immediately I was elected the area chairman, I abolished night area committee. I'm telling you, I said no more. That area committee would always be 8 o'clock in the morning when you are fresh. You have slept and you have woken up, you are fresh. So you come with your whole body, active and alive. And you serve God. Don't give God useless things, things that are rejected. If that, reject, reject, don't God, look at me. You see, people deceive themselves in this work of the ministry. Leaders must be very careful to do what God wants them to do. If you're a good leader, believe me, like I told you, that course for which you have been called, you will do everything to fulfill it. Every leader is accountable. He's accountable. That's why I say, no man that was entangles himself with the face of civilians so that he may please he who has enlisted him into the army. The way you are serving God, eh? think about it. Um, are you pleasing he who has enlisted you into the army of Christian leaders? Like we saw yesterday, Christianity is, uh, Christian, being a Christian is being a soldier. Christian be a soldier. That day you were baptized. They say, that is a soldier. So once a person is baptized, you become a soldier. And that's why the Bible says that a man that was, does not entangle himself with the affairs of civilian. He wants to please you who has enlisted him into the army. Please, I beg you. Anything you can do to, for God to serve him. Serve him diligently as a leader. Because if you lead well, 
people behind you will learn from you and they will do well. You see, eh, there are some people who attend church today because they look and they see that this man has retired from civil service, but he's still attending church. This man is 85 years old. He's still attending. When people look at you, they say, is that so? So Christianity is real. They come, they attend church. Influence. When we talk about influence, so, I told you influence does not involve coercion. Influence is just, okay, let me, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm talking so much about this uh, exactly here. If some people who, uh, who served under him, whom he led, and they come here, and they see that this man is still attending church after he had retired, he got to the highest level in scripture union leadership, and he came down, and he retired. And when they now see him, you say, so even people like this can attend, can do this. Influence. Didn't you see what I told you when I began? I said, hey, I noticed that everybody here is writing. Everybody is writing. Listening and writing. But that in the area, in the surrounding vicinity, from where I came, people listen so much, but they don't write so much. I think I said it. It was influence. Your manner influenced me. And I was forced to speak out. That is the way things are. Wherever you have been called, do it very well as unto the law. Don't just use useless. There's a, a minute, there's a service to which I belong. When we were in the University of Nigeria, Enugu campus, Christian Union, we were involved in rugged evangelism, hinterland evangelism. This uh, Canon Professor Honor and the Honorable Professor Ike, they were there in those days. Though we, uh, Ike was in final year when I was in first year in the university. He was our president. He led us in Hope 86. Fanny, you still remember? And then, I and Fanny, we were in a school together. And we would attend crusades. CU was known for crusade. You would from here go to Kwale. You would from here go to Oduduaje, Emiche, Obomaju, Amla. In those days, we would spend all our time and all our money. Oh, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul. My life, my own. That's all. That's the way we were trained in CU. And then, when we finished in CU, we went, we, we, we did use service as coppers. And the coppers were known, are known for rugged rural evangelism. And uh, all through, believe you me, people of God, all through the time I was in CU, UNEC. For one day in my life, I never missed one crusade. One hinterland mission. I, no, 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 never missed it. Because I was even the person driving, the, you know, I was the person driving Caleb and Ebenezer, the buses we had. So in the, uh, in youth service, I never missed. And then when we came back from youth service, 
I knew that God wanted me into this ministry. No going back. And we established one in our nature. We call it Jesus Gospel Army. Established it in 1993. Immediately I came back from youth service. Every year, three times, we will go for hinterland crusade. We will go and they survey the land or spy the land and we will go. Since 1993 till today, God is my witness. The only time I have missed, to, I failed to go was one. When we were taking an exam, Paul's University, or cathological exam, I was in, we had an exam that weekend. And then another time, when I was not in Nigeria, when I was in America, these were the only times I didn't attend it in my whole life, since 1993 to today. I wasn't doing it so that it would be a, that I don't meet. But, hey, I won't, how can I rest? How can I rest? And the crusade is going, hey, God forbid, for Zion's sake, I will not rest. And for Jerusalem's sake, I won't keep silent. Until the righteousness thereof goes forth as brightness and salvation as the lamb that born it. Till today, I don't miss it. Whether I'm a deacon or a priest, a canon and archdeacon, no, 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 these things. I give priority to this mission in my life. If you work nowhere, that place God has called you as a leader. Don't give God useless excuses. The reason is that you, 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 you can give God, you can give people excuses, and then people look at those excuses. They say, yes, only for a good reason. But God knows that you are giving him fake excuses. And then um, he profits nothing to God. But let me now tell you, because we are talking about commitment. Commitment. Commitment is time-bound. Of course, you people, you know so much about uh, vision, smarts. Eh? One of it is that it's measurable, and the last of it is that it is time-bound. It's time-bound, smart. Time-bound in the sense that your leadership position is time-bound. You are not going to be in leadership forever. No, you are not. That's why the Bible says that I must do the work of He who sent me while it is there. Night cometh when no man can walk. Listen to me. And like I told you, God is my witness that if you check from 1993 till now, that will give you about 30 years. I have attended this crusade, not missing. Now, we are this place, the Bible says that I must do the work of you who sent me while it is day. That night is coming when no man can walk. What does it mean? It means that in your life, you have morning period, you have afternoon period, you have night period. And the same way it is, morning, afternoon, night, is the same way it is in the day. Like, we are in the morning hours now. Abby? Or have we got to noon? Uh-huh. 
If we are in the morning hour, in your life, eh? if you are below 20, you are in your morning hour, they call you teenager, maybe teenager is maybe may end at 19. Teenagers is from teen, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, T-E-E, and that's from where we get teenagers. Teenagers. You know, now you are teen. You know, now teen again. Eh? You know, now toto again. Look at all look at that. time and I be able to make it easy. Make it a made if I buy it twenty. If I need twenty. If I need go quite fifty. Twenty. If I two o'clock. Obra be fifty. When you are two o'clock, on on the isn't in the afternoon. And they look at it. If you are twenty, if I need go to fifty and okay. And then 20, you continue to progress, progress, progress. After two. After two. Two thirty. Man, he did 25 years. 25 years now, Conan, the game, he did. No, only two thirty, Conan, okay. From there, you get to three o'clock. Three o'clock in the afternoon. My trip is getting to late afternoon, or three o'clock. Three o'clock mean you need to go 30 years. Three, Okay? You know, it's one after four. 
So when a person breaks into your house, breaks into somebody's house by sister, from sister to Bagobi, or commit even a burglary, burglary be a when somebody breaks into another person's house, man, a sister to Akubero, or six Nako, or whatever, six five, and when he commit a house breaking, man, the same offense. I hope you understand what I mean. The same offense. Time is of essence. Time makes the difference. You just have been marked that about how Zobia, Zulifedi Nabia, Obono six twenty nine, twenty nine. Olu start house breaking. Man, the same effort, the same one I work at. Obono six start and I go about burglary. Burglary is a more serious offense. So you see that some of you have that are going to see start. Sister Art, already have 65 years. And then Nezia Nanya, from Sister Art, in Abago, in Abago, among them, in one of seven corners, Chi Jena, Chi Jigu. And then seven Kubidogi, some people, Nanabola by seven. And when they Nanaba by eight, you know, be so. Some people sleep by eight, some people sleep by seven, some sleep by eight. You know, lose 70. If I'm going at seven o'clock, I'm about 80. If I go now, 7, 8, I hope you understand me. Listen to me. These things are realities of life. If I go now, 70, these things are real. All of us will die. All of us will die. You see, the truth of the matter is that every day, yesterday, yesterday, Bishop Ibarra of Nikki Diocese. The man said that Namado, I'm walking, you don't move, you begin to die. Today, I'm malaria, they treat you and bring you back. Because I have a long Tomorrow, I have a long the next time, I have a bit of 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 a he had completed the process. So, that is why I'm telling you this thing. That now that you are still alive, I told you that commitment has to do with three things and I began to mention I mean number one. You must be committed to the things God called you to do. When you are 
when you pass your youth, when you pass four o'clock of your life, your strength begins to fail a little. When you pass 50, get to 50, your strength begins to fail the more and more. When you get to 60, it fails the more, it weakens the more. 70, you are getting weaker, just like that. So, this is the way it happens. And um, if you cannot serve him now, it will be difficult. I think you know that man that wrote... Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. You know the story about him at the time he was about to die, when he wrote that song. And then some people who came to attend to him, who were around him. The man knew Nika Wugia, he had become a that very soon he would die. And he told them, ye that are men, now serve him. He that are you are forty, you did that you are four o'clock, three o'clock, two o'clock of your age. Like he that are men. Now serve him against a number who have a lot of fools, enemies of faith, enemies of holiness, enemies of righteousness. He say, Ye that are men, now serve him against a number food, fools. And then when he says ye that are men. It's not trying to say ye that are male. Obro unu bu mu moke. Obro ifo ne ku. Ifo ne ku bu unu wabunde arode aroka dege na. Ike kadege kanana forty years. Ike kanana fifty. Ike kanana fifty five. Ike kanana bali. Ike kanana sixty. Ike kwe tole energy. Upogi bitegeba. Yeah. Oh. Ike kadege. That's why the people who translated that song in Igbo when they wanted to translate it. That's eh? what we call hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the, in, the, the science of interpretation of the scriptures. They were good in hermeneutics. interpret with literal translation. It was ye that are men. They would now they would say, Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh I hope you understand. But they got it right. They said, Oh no, the dike so ya he megide ndiro uno ndidike. You that you are hearing me now, arodige, ike dige. How many kadroge man ever? When you go to hospital, you see people lying in the hospital. When you go to mortuary, you see people lying in the mortuary. Then you will understand why you need to serve God now that you are you need to be committed. This is this is me talking. These are you hearing. So, you must have, make out time for Christ, give him room now, that you have opportunity. Because it won't be too long. And when they deceive you, when they tell you, and you want to visit, hey, God, I must reach 
I was rich 120 years. None of 150. None of 130. None of 150. You are deceiving yourself. If you don't need 120, Upon and days give millions of millions, they would have been innumerable. They wouldn't tell you to number the innumerables. This is a draw too long. So you are hearing, serve him. Give him a room. Jesus but there's a critical stanza there, say. That critical stanza, say. Now, you see, another point of it in commitment, when people are committed, they are committed to the extent that their whole being is committed. Their money is committed. Many people, they don't give God in the church. They won't contribute. One naira fadden. They won't contribute in the church. Child, my, uh, we were not trained like that. I'm, uh, God knows I'm telling you the truth. When we were in the scripture in Christian Union, UNEC, we will give our whole life, we will give our whole money. There was a time they gave me uh, pocket money, feeding money, all the money they gave me. I used it to sponsor a crusade in your neck. God knows I'm speaking to you, the real. Use my whole money to sponsor one village crusade. You went for one village crusade. Give God your money. People who are stingy towards God, people who don't give God money, they come to church, donation is being made. I'm watching Kete. And I talk to them, I'm talking to them, will come and fall down before you give. Those people don't know God. Those people who don't give to God, eh, they don't love God. again. I know how to speak English. Listen to me carefully. Those people who don't give to God, they don't love God. Even if you are very holy, very righteous, very everything, very clean, Holy, 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 Lord God. But you don't give to God. You don't love God. I hope you are hearing me. How to measure love is by giving. If you don't give, you don't love. That's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave. God loved the world and he gave. So people who love God, give to God. People who don't love God, they don't give to God. 
That is real. So, give gifts to the Lord. Give him money in this service. A lot of people are, a lot of people so much trust money. They put their money in the bank. Put their money in the bank. Of course, I give for money. All the money we are keeping in the bank. Eh? Of course, you now see that even now, you have money, you can't buy anything with money. You have money now to buy fuel. You see how fuel costs. Money is quickly losing its value. Money is losing its value. There will be a day when money, when money will be of no value again, when money will be useless. During the COVID in Italy, many of them threw away their money. She said, I mean, do they ever watch money lost its value? And then you see all the money you are packing in First Bank, Zenith Bank, Fidelity, UBA, ETC. You know, very soon they will burn. They will catch fire very soon. That's why the Bible says that the earth and all that I need are prepared for fire. The Lord Himself, the world will spoil it with a thunderous crash. If you read First Peter, you will see it. Say a thunderous crash, and the element of the universe will melt. Everything in it will pass away. Thunderous crash down. Mm-hmm. The reason all this money are in the bank is so that they will burn very well. You see, this house, this church now, if you remove all the seats, all these seats in this church, if you remove all these plastic seats, all these seats, all these furniture here, take them away. Eh? Take away this roof. Just come and pour fuel here. Put matches there. Scratch a uh, match there and leave it. It won't burn much. Once the fuel finishes, you understand? The fire will die down. So if you want this place to burn very well, you bring seeds, everything, put it. So once you put fuel now, scratch your mind, they will burn very well. You in a pack in the first bank. A pack in your fuma. The day they will be consumed, when there will be a thunderous crash, fidelity, zenith, if you leave empty hall, they will not bomb very well. So, even in the inner park, and if you know they will bomb very one day, one day, you need to give God now. Seek his kingdom first. You see, as people who are serving God, leaders must be examples in giving. That's why, you see, the, the song we says, Take my silver and my gold, not a might would die without. Take my intellect and use every past as a leader, you could see winning a big mercy. Don't you understand the meaning of silver? Silver means money. 
What you are singing is Take my money and my gold, not and my window. Take my bread and use Say God, take my money and my good, not my not a might. I won't withhold even the smallest. Now say take my intellect, intellect brain. You are given the who am I me intellectual property? You be say intellect that is sitting there to take. You be use your brain where where fetching a use sense indeed was village sense you hide the money you, you understand you tell one story or the other you they use brain against god you are using your intellect against god they say he say take my intellect take my intellect you don't know that god god cannot be mocked that was saved by a man so he reaps sin give money to god by giving to god you can never be a poor man because a lot of leaders, what they do to mobilize others to give. You mobilize others. You, how much do you give? Mobilize others to give tight. You, you can appetite. That is the thing. This is a spiritual principle. And it works well. And then, you know, we are talking of self, money, and the time. Time. Yes. You see, when we talk about giving time to God, giving our time to God, time is very precious. And you can see some people say that time is money. You may have heard that saying, time is money. Time is very, very, very precious. And God values time, and we value time. But like we said before, a good leader must give God time, his time. A committed leader must give God his time. A committed leader must give God everything. Just ask yourself, Every Sunday, you come late to church. PCC meeting, you come late. Choir meeting, you come late. Brigade meeting, you every day in Abele, they have known you for lateness. But when you go to your places of work, you try and come early because you are eyeing promotion. You want to be promoted. The way you come late, to church and to the things that concern God, if you come late like that in your workplaces, in the civil service, do you think you are, you, they would not have sacked you? They would have sacked you a long time ago. So in Christianity, leadership has to do with commitment as it relates to time. It has to do with it. And uh, like I told you, some people, there are some 
establishment that lay off some workers because of lateness. That's why you, in some establishment, you see there's a time book. A person comes, he, you sign when you, you came, and that person came, it's just like that. People will sign when they come. Time book is not in vain. That's why some people, when they come late, they come at 9 o'clock. They go and write 7.30. If you're at 9, you know, it's 7.30. Or they go to the 7.30. You get the 9. Why did you write 9? You see? And then, thereby telling lies, they're in the church. Nobody keeps time book. And people may come to church. Some leaders who... They come to church, 10 minutes to the end of service. And now, but when they come into church, the next thing will be, they will hear the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his way to shine upon you and give you peace. They will go. You tell yourself you have attended church. No, you have not attended church. The reality is that this way I told you that some establishment lay off some staff for coming late. God lays off. God has, may have sacked a lot of leaders because of not being committed. They will still be in the church doing work, but they, in, the, in God's record, they are no longer serving him. Somebody may be serving God, yet in God's record, that person is not serving God. That person, somebody may be worshipping God, yet in the record of God, God does not know him as a worshipper. That's why, you know, Jesus was saying, he said, did Isaiah not prophesy of them? These people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. You now see, they worship God, though, but God says, in vain, they are worshiping me. In other words, they are worshiping me, but they are worshiping me is in vain. I don't, I don't care about them, even though they are worshiping me. That's why on the last day, some leaders will come to God. And they will say, Father, Master, did I not prophesy in your name? Um, did I not heal the sick in your name? You know, when a person prophesies in the name of God, it means that that person is a prophet or might have got the gift of prophecy. So he prophesied. He didn't say that I did false prophecy. Real prophecy. And the other one will say, did I not heal the person in your name and did many mighty work? Mighty work. When a person does mighty work, it means that that person may be an evangelist or he may have got the gift of healing. And then he was healing people. And we say, did we not do many mighty work in your name? Uh, and Jesus will say to them, I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Because it's not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father in heaven. That is so. The reason I'm telling leaders is that leaders have higher responsibilities. God will hold leaders accountable and responsible. Leadership is a matter of commitment. Leadership it's not a matter of too much talking. It's not a matter of noise making. That is leadership. And that is why if you look at somebody like John the Baptist in the Bible, 
John was not a popular person. He was a voice crying in the wilderness. And the name about John. John came for the baptism of repentance, for the forgiveness of sin. Look at John the Baptist. If you read the Bible throughout the New Testament, you will never see a place in the Bible where they say that John healed the sick. Even a person who had malaria, John didn't heal him. John never cast out one demon throughout the Bible. Like he never did it. Because he found a man a baptism of repentance. Yeah, he was committed to it. Preaching baptism of repentance. When he saw sinners coming to him, he said, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from God to come? Be a fruit that befit repentance. For you do not presume to say you have Abraham as your father. For God is able, believing from this presence to the grace of children for Abraham. He was committed to the thing he was doing. Pure and simple. He was doing the thing God told him to do. Even the politician do criminal. We mess up our leadership offices and the positions. And I go criminal and not the government. Look at this man called John the Baptist. This John the Baptist, like I told you, he never healed the sick. He concentrated on the leadership position God called him. And then, he wasn't a popular man. The Bible, Jesus will sin. Of all men, born of women, there has arisen no man greater than John the Baptist. They don't go a Bible. Of all prophets, born of women, there has not been any man greater than John. In other words, even though Elijah did a lot of miracles, Elisha did double miracles, all of them miracles everywhere, healing everywhere. Okay, okay, okay. Elijah commanded the God, command the sea, eh? let fire consume this, 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 this sacrifice. Fire consume them. When the, uh, the king of Moab sent soldiers, to capture Elijah. Elijah said, if I'm a man of God, let fire consume this soldier. Fire came down and consumed them. Okay, Elijah. Okay, Elijah command, Elijah command the Melindo Brosi, that bitter sweet become good. Everything. Elijah was a, a man of God. Rugged. Elijah was a man. Popular people of God like that. Eh? They were doing miracles up and down, miracles everywhere. John never did one miracle. Not at all. No, not at all. But Jesus, of all prophets, of all men, men or women, has not arisen any greater than John. Even though he didn't do a miracle. But he concentrated on his call as a leader. So leadership is something good and it does not admit of distraction. It doesn't. Now, if you, if you, if you are a leader, you ought to give your all to the Lord. You have to give your life to the Lord. In recapitulation, 
You have to give your money, your wealth to the Lord. You have to give your time to the Lord. And if you can open to ancient and modern number 76, ancient and modern number 76, and if you can project it, you will see what it says there. There is many a noble city, Bethlehem thou dost excellent out of thee the Lord of heaven came to rule Israel and as many an open city Bethlehem thou dost all excel out of the Lord of heaven came to Israel. It has many a noble city. But to him you have excelled them all. Out of thee. The God of heaven came to rule his Israel. He came to rule his Israel. This is, see what he says now. Let me show you a, a, a beautiful verse. Okay. If you look at verse 3. Let me read us in stanza 3 for you. But listen. He says... You know what sages mean? Sages. Sages mean on the Moife, wise men. And then the wise men from the East. If you want to you say wise men from the East. If you don't want to call them wise men, you call them sages. S-A-G-E-S. So Eastern sages means wise men from the East. And it says, Eastern sages are discreto. Make oblations rich and rare. See them give in deep devotion. Gold and frankincense and man. The Eastern sages at his credo. They make oblations, rich and rare. And they say, see them giving deep devotion. They gave to Christ in deep devotion, gold and frankincense and the man. Gold, frankincense and man. They gave Christ the highest gift in the world. Highest gift. And if you read this next stanza, it tells you what these gifts mean. All of them. Me. Me. Is. Let, let's, let's sing it there. See their meaning there. Sacred gift of mystic meaning. Incense thought their God is close. Go that King of Kings proclaimed May Himself for our 
Give God gifts. Give God your life. Give God your time. Give God your intellect. Give him everything. I'm trying to round off now. Do you know the reason a lot of people are not actually committed to the cause of leadership? The reason some people are not devoted, they don't actually, don't believe strongly that there is a reward for those who do well. They don't believe strongly that (laughs) heaven is real. If you knew how heaven is, believe me, you will be fully committed to God's service as a leader or as leaders. But sometimes, you know, we take it ordinarily. Even some of us here respect bishops more than God. But no, let's talk, let's speak real. Some of us eh, have no regard for God. God says, don't do this. You do it with reckless abandon. God says, be devoted to me. You don't get devoted to him. Because you feel that God's authority is very, very far, too far, that he, he won't touch you, he won't do you anything. But if it is another man, ah, tell, let, let us hear that the governor will come to the church on so, so, so day. Everybody will feel the church. You may have heard of a woman called Ateze. In Ubo, Ateze is from Anambra State. Eh? Uh, okay, he lives in Enugu. One day, one day, after Ezekiel came to All Saints Cathedral in our nature, the way it's, it's done, in Cathedral we have seven, 5.30 a.m. service, 5.30 to 7 in one chapel. 6 o'clock service, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock in another chapel. Then 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the big, in the main cathedral. Then 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock in the same cathedral. So, people, 5.30 a.m. service has large congregation. 7 o'clock service has the largest congregation. 10 o'clock service has a scanty population, scanty. Just few. Then that day, after they came to cathedral, ten o'clock service, the man would cheer. Obian, a made donation, pipe organ. We cathedral pipe organ. I will say, okay, all of you who are in the church, Nini Nebioka, count Nini Nebioka. 10,000 each, 10,000 each. And then, 10,000 each, yeah, before church, and Abasa, church, Ninejugo, everybody was calling his brother and sister, everybody was, before, 
Before church and I church, oh saints get the jugu bam people. The jugu no no ka. After the nine ten ten thousand, don't you see those elements? Don't you see people? They don't believe that God will reward. Even yourself here, you don't believe. And they put reward reward. When are they coming? Fix this us. It looks to a lot of people, a lot of leaders. If you know that that God will reward you. If you know that God reward you, you will serve him. You will serve him. You will serve him. I love him far better than in days of your I serve him more truly than ever before. I do as he beats me whatever the cost. See the way the song begins. It says, He pays to serve. He pays. God will reward those who serve Him. That is, he pays to serve Jesus. I speak from my heart. He'll always be with us. He will do our part. There's not in this wide world come pleasure at all. As peace and contentment in serving the Lord. I love him far better than in days of your heaven is, you will never slack in serving him. I just pray that God will help me talking to you and all of you so that we may serve him more truly than ever before. More truly as leaders so that we may lead people into God's kingdom. We may, you know, others depend on the leader. Where you lead them is the way they go. You may lead them to life. You may lead them to hell. That's, that's the, the thing with leadership. Leadership, you lead them. So please, lead people to life. And they go to Banyaran. Allah, Amahum Kadenga
God bless you. Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. It is the power of God unto salvation. When you are here, you are here. While others are praying, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Abuto atum kendingozi Mwa aika bo ni hem wut 
Let me pray for you. Just in your heart, confess your sins to God now and tell God to forgive you. Under before two minutes, I'll pray for you now. Tell God to forgive you. Confess your sins to God. Then tell Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for your servant there, your son there. Wait to work again. Just bring down your hands. Lord, you said, Come to me, all you who labor and the heavy laden. I will give you rest. And those who come to you, you will by no means cast away. I beg you. You know there's a great joy in heaven among the angels for even one sinner who repents. Lord, I pray, pardon this son of yours. Grant him forgiveness from his prodigality. Draw him closer to you again. Lord Jesus, come into his heart. Become his Lord and his Savior. Give him the power to become your own child. Now that he has believed in your name. Give him the power to overcome sin. To overcome flesh, world and temptation. Make him a true Christian soldier. Until his life's end. When his life ends. Give him everlasting inheritance. Among they that are sanctified by faith. Grant us this, O Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. We'll take questions. If you have questions for our daddy in the Lord, this is the time the ushers have microphone. We'll take numbers and then we'll take the questions one after the other. Do we have any questions on leadership and service in the kingdom? We have heard so much on commitment, committed leadership in this season. Yes, we have one, number one. We have two. Any other? Three. We'll take the first three in that order, then our daddy will respond to them. Number one, sir. I thank our daddy for the lecture. It was quite impressive. Uh, I have, uh, I hope I got you right, sir. When you said that a good leader will do everything to please those above him. And uh, I underline those above him. And in course of your explanation, you also mentioned the church setting, for instance. The respect that we are called to those who have episcopal authority. In secular places, the respect we tend to accord to people in political leadership, the governor, and all that. Does it mean 
that the leader takes nothing from the concept of servant leadership. Servant leadership that we understand flows from the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and which one of our late presidents, President Yaradua, tried to propagate. Added to it is Bishop Sostenesese of Enugu North Delta. Try to talk about what he called the concept of father leadership. Where the father is seen as personifying leadership. The family, the society, in the church, and in the community. How sir, do we reconcile that father leadership and um, servant leadership? Particularly with respect to pleasing those above. What of those beneath? Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir, for the seminar. From what you've said, that's, you know, from how you approached the seminar, that's why I want to ask this question. In the midst of all that you said, you will agree with me that the church should be about the kingdom. The kingdom should be about reaching men. And if you look at that, one may be wondering if this church, the local churches, are truly and reasonably preoccupied with mission, with reaching men, with discipleship. Because Leadership that doesn't focus on all this is a waste of religious time. So what do you think in this age and time? In this context of uh, globality, in this context of digitalization everywhere, you know, in this context of ease and joy and excitement in the church, this mission thing is suffering. What do you think, seeing that you are also a mission person, what in practical terms do you think local churches like this could do, can do in committing much more to mission and world evangelization? Thank you. Praise the Lord. Uh, I thank God for the man of God that I preached to us. We really learned a lot from you. My question is twofold. One, I came here purposely to know how I as a born again Christian can be very strong and courageous, especially in these end time events. Please, I want, to, I want you to teach us step by step what I shall do to be a very strong Christian and very courageous, especially in this end time. Number two, you use a worldly clock to analyze to us the issue of numbering our times and our days. It's still 5 p.m., 50 years, 6 p.m., and 7, uh, 7 p.m., 70 years. But the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16, there shall be a difference between those who fear God and those who have no regard to God. And again, with reference to strength, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 25, that as our days are Christians, so shall our strength be. Please tell us, Christian, what shall we, what we shall do 
So as, the, as we are aging, our own aging shall not be like those who don't fear God, those unbelievers. Tell us what we shall do to be strong Christians in this. That biblical uh, promise of God in the chapter 33 verse uh, 25 shall be accomplished in our life as Christians. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. Praise the Lord. Let me answer to the extent I know. You know, I don't have a monopoly of knowledge. I don't have a monopoly of wisdom. That's why it is a seminar. Seminar means another person can contribute and then make up for what is lacking and the things I said. The first person that asked the question, good leaders, a good leader does everything to please those that uh, above him. And then he said what of uh, servant leadership and the father leadership. Actually, if you were here when I began, these two things you said, they are subsumed under what I said. I began, I gave the definition of leadership. I said that 360 degree transformational leadership, the leadership is guiding and then showing people the way by the person showing the way, leading the way. And um, that is transformational leadership. That is servant uh, uh, leadership. Like if you uh, we are here when I was saying, if you want people to come early to work, you yourself, you come early. That is that servanthood, being first. And there's no other way to be first. Okay, let me give you an example. When Jesus Christ in, I think in John 13, when he washed his disciples' feet, and after washing his disciples' feet, he said, If I, your Lord and Master, have done this, take an example, go and then wash other people's feet. You cannot please those who are above you if you are not leading your congregation right. That's what I mean. Uh, when you are a servant leader, you, you, you lead people right, you help people. That, the, that you are doing right is the, is the will of you who sent you. That is the will of you. Even, even physical leaders, even let's say church leaders now, if you are not leading your church aright, the bishop may not be happy. The bishop would want you to lead them aright. So actually, what I, I, I think that what you said uh, conformed to my earlier definition and the, the, the things I explained earlier when the uh, seminar began, that's exactly the meaning of leadership. You know, there, are, uh, there is autocratic leadership and you know, I said that a good leader doesn't use power. If he uses power, that is autocracy. He sparingly uses authority, but he uses influence. That influence is to influence those below him. Those who are under him. He influences them. That is that servant leadership to the extent I knew. So thank you for reminding us or emphasizing on it.
The Lord bless you, sir. Then, I father the venerable archdeacon, professor, you said that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is about reaching men. And then whether the churches are preoccupied with this purpose, this mission. Then you said, what do you think and what can the local churches do in this regard? Sir, I think that what you said is correct. Um, kingdom of God is about reaching men and then in mission, the sense of mission, we talk about mission, mission, the sense of mission all over the world is to get people who will worship God. The sense of mission is to get worshippers. And then everything in leadership shall, should actually point towards this mission, towards getting people to Christ, getting people who serve God. Everything a person does should aim at bringing people to Christ. As a church, the church should do its utmost to bring souls to Christ. You see, many churches don't care about mission. Many don't care. Many care more about buildings, programs, and other things. But in reality, their heart is not in mission. And then because their heart is not in mission, everything they do does not direct, focus only to mission and getting souls for Christ. I think there should be a refocusing. The church will refocus and then do something about mission. It's not only here, I mean in other places. I know in our nature and quite other places. The church will refocus because mission is important. If Jesus said, go ye and make disciples of all nations, teaching them, baptizing them. You see, mission has a lot of uh, things embodied in, in it. When you talk about mission, mission has to do with going out, making disciples of all nations. Mission has to do with baptizing people. Mission has to do with discipleship, teaching, teaching them to observe all I have told you. And lo, I am with you to the close of it. If you see any church that is inclined towards mission, that church doesn't fail. God is always with that church. What began the Gospel of Matthew is Emmanuel. If you look at Emmanuel, Emmanuel begins the Gospel of Matthew. He says, A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name what? Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This same thing that begins in, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, Ended the gospel of Matthew. Emmanuel began Matthew's gospel. Emmanuel ended Matthew's gospel. That's why at the end he also said, Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy, Holy, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have taught you. And lo, I am with you to the close. I am with you means Emmanuel. The beginning Emmanuel, the end Emmanuel. If a church, is serious and mission, God will be with them. They will never fail. So let us refocus, sir. Uh, see, you, you know you are a leader, a very great one, and all of us here who are leaders, all of us, 
Let's face this thing. I don't want to talk so much about mission now. If I tell you about mission, people will weep. I mean it. If I tell you about mission, people will cry. God, the church has so much neglected mission. What if the church is the mission, Paul? I'm a wagon zero. Well, but one day, one day, I will have the opportunity. The Lord bless you. Then the last one. Did you, you said you came here for the purpose of being taught how to be strong and courageous. And uh, there should be a difference between. And you said I. I do analogy with uh, the world time uh, chronology in the worldly sense and then heavenly one. Actually, there should be a difference between those who are born again and those who fear God. Um, I agree with you. There should be a difference between those who are Christians and those who fear God. If you want to learn about being strong in the Lord and being, being strong and courageous, all these things we are being taught, this seminar is about it. This seminar, if you learn it to be a good leader, you are strong in the Lord. And then if you were here yesterday, if you were here in the evening, we also talked directly how to be strong in the Lord. We say that God himself is the one from whom strength comes. From whom strength comes. He supplies strength. And we, there was a song we, say, we, we sang. We say, so just of Christ arise and put your armor on strong in the strength with God supplies through his Eternal Son. So we made it clear that strength comes from the Lord. And then again we talked about studying the word. That strength comes from the word. We also said yesterday that strength comes from God's presence. You know in the presence of God there is joy. And at his right hand there is pleasure forever. And you now see if there is joy in the presence of God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord becomes your strength. And um, drawing... Making a comparison between a time, calculation of time in the world and the heavenly things. That thing is real. After the Bible says, God, teach me to number my days. Uh, which days? In the days God is teaching us to number is today, tomorrow, day before yesterday. These are the days we should number so that we will apply our hearts unto wisdom. The reality of it is that in as much as we live on earth, God makes us strong. Nature. God made nature. And even the, God made nature. And nature takes its course. The natural thing is that it will be 40 years. And I get dim. We will be able to use the For many, 98% of people, unless more, in some special circumstances. After all, God made the nature like that. If you see a boy of 10 years and he's using glasses, when something is wrong, I hope you understand. And if you are on it, you need to look at 38, 39, 40. I'm physically clear. 
Make here is women or man physically. You see, I go Bible on a group of twenty years on a group of women on a group, and they meet her. And the Lord, I mean, I hope you are, you see him trying to live, put it because nature is taking its course. What woman nature? He looks at he looks fifty years. Five o'clock, I could be the in reality. Sixty years, six a corner. Seventy church go, and that is real in life. But the thing is that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as they go. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So even in your 70, in your 80, in your 90, the Bible says he gives strength to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases their strength. Even you shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall not live fall exhausted. But because you are born again, and because you wait upon the Lord, he said he will renew your strength. Just like an eagle. Praise the Lord. One question is just, has just been brought. From your teaching on commitment, I clearly understood that a leader that commits himself wholly to the Lord, including his money and time, that a leader should wholly commit himself to the Lord, money and time inclusive. Then how does one clearly distinguish between sincere service and the mere I service? I don't know, it is the person that is doing the eye service will know whether he is doing eye service or whether he is doing sincere service. In my actually, I there is eye service in, the, in Christianity, in the church especially. Uh, some people may not... Some people may not be hardworking or some people may not even love you. Uh, love their, their superiors. But when they hear that the superior is coming, they will pretend they do everything to please the man. When the man goes, they begin to do, they refer to what they were doing. Number one, Osinobi, from, from the beginning, it stands from the heart. Uh-huh. And it is only, don't you see what Jesus said? He said, these people worship me because, you know, Jesus himself is God. He knows everything. So he looked at the people. He said, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. Preaching as doctrine, the precepts of men. I don't know. If you are doing eye service, even me, Google, only open an eye service. What's it? Serve God in sincerity. We may not know you. We may. We may. So yeah, he make it in the room. So yeah, he make it in the room. Ogo gesi ike. Ndiro gerina. Ma hapo imeri. Nde ogo nke Christ. Kike gare wo ai. Nelo ogo ya. I That's my end today.